Hey everybody, welcome to the You Were Born For This podcast with Father John Ricardo. That's me, I'm your host, the Executive Director of Acts 29, where we talk about anything and everything that's related to transforming parishes and the church. And as always, I'm here with my co-hosts, Nick and Mary. Good to see you guys again. Nick, what's our topic today? Padre, uh, we have a great topic, I think, right? Because it's from the Holy Spirit, we, we pray. It's an examination of conscience for mission. So here we are in the middle of breaking open our white paper uh, titled Reimagining What a Catholic Parish Can Be, a Destination for the 21st Century. And as I say that, like I do every episode lately, it feels redundant, but I want to I speak to myself for others' sake. This is so important to continue to remind us where we're at because we might have a new listener, right? So we've looked at why we need to reimagine parishes in these last few podcasts from the perspective of clergy, mm. those who serve with them, and the people in the pews. But now we want to look at why we need to do this so as to reach out to both the fallen away and the nuns, right? Because after all, the church exists for the sake of those who don't belong to her. So until Jesus returns in glory, mission is the essence of the church. We say it this way because once Jesus returns, there won't be any need for mission work anymore. That's right. All we're going to do is worship God. That sounds fantastic. And live the abundance that of life. That sounds glorious. Yeah. So, Father John, as we open this up, will you pray us in? Absolutely. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Father, we just uh, ask for your Holy Spirit to be upon us right now, and as we uh, consider why it is that we need to reimagine our parishes for the sake of mission, we ask that you would give us a heart like the heart of Jesus, who out of his great love became man for us, so as to reconcile us to you, to make atonement for our sins, to go to battle against the enemy. Lord, give us greater and greater care and concern for each and every person that we meet this day. We ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. And how fitting this topic is, brothers, to talk about right now, given everything that's happening right now mm. in our cities and across this nation mm -hmm. that we love so much. And there is in our country, among many anyway, an intense longing for justice and healing, reconciliation, unity, real community, and love. And these things ultimately can only truly be found in the gospel of Jesus Christ, not in a system, not in a code, not in a law, not in politics, but in the power of the Holy Spirit that's operating in a person's life. Not to say that those things aren't important, right? right. Like we right. need politics, we need law. Totally. But they're not the solution. Right. And, and, and then bringing people together in a response to the initiative that God the Father has already taken. Mm. And as we watch the news and we read the paper, these are just like opportune days for us to look at ourselves as the church and as a parish and to consider what in the heck we're doing. Yeah. Right, Nick? Yeah, that's exactly right. And just a quick side note here. So, so we often talk about God being the architect here at Acts 29, and we soak everything we do in prayer which creates like sometimes these huge problems for, for people who are doing ministry with because they want like advanced slides mm -hmm. or handouts for the talks we're doing or our work. Um, but it's always being sharpened by prayer. And so it's really hard for us to do that. And this episode's just another great example of that because this we, we thought was going to be like part three, just talking about nuns and falling away mm -hmm. people. But now it's kind of like 
part three A, part three B. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so what we want to do before we can talk about reaching the the fallen away and the nuns specifically is just to offer something of a um, an examination of conscience for mission. And so you could, we want to, we still want this to fall under that. Like this is this is about the nuns, about the fallen away. But to do that hard work, to talk about the, some of the means there. We have to do an examination of conscience. Yeah, I know we drive people crazy with that. We're always getting, uh, you know, questions. Hey, we need your slides like two weeks in advance, you know, for a presentation we're going to give. And we're like, mm, not going to happen. The Spirit hasn't spoken yet. Yeah, I mean, we just wait for the Lord to speak, right? And so we came into preparation for this podcast with one thing in mind. And as we were working on it, like God shifted us in this direction or so we believe. And so uh, we really want to share that with people. Do you remember that time, just real quick, where you made me change the slides? Like, maybe, I mean that in a good way. Like made me put new slides in. Like a second before you spoke, I was on stage with you changing slides. I do, yeah. We need a new title here. We need a new. We need insert, insert, insert. You know, like so. We, I, I'm saying the opening prayer, and you're constructing things as I'm doing that. God bless you, man. So, just to maybe set a little bit of a context in the white paper that Nick referred to, which you can find at imaginethis.acts29.org, we write there that uh, here's a little quote. More diverse parishes are a natural outgrowth offering opportunity for much-needed healing where the church has acted more like the world than the body of Christ. And this diversity and unity would be a most powerful witness, especially among younger people, not only, but especially, who quite frankly are just often scandalized by our all-too-often lack of diversity and unity. And those who have not yet encountered the one who alone can rescue the world from the powers of sin and death would be in proximity to a thriving parish family where the best of shallow entry points are available so that Jesus can be met, the power of the Holy Spirit can be received, and the nightmare that is life apart from God can be ended. So that's right from our white paper. Yeah, so so in other words, we want to retool parishes. We want to reimagine parishes for what? For the sake of mission. Hmm. Because the church, after all, exists for those... for. The church, after all, exists for the sake of those who don't belong to her, just like you said, Nick. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and we operate out of what we call three fundamental convictions. So, so we've said this before on podcasts, we'll say it again. One of those convictions is this. It's, it's that the world is crying, and it's been crying, to be sure, since Eden. But right now, it's crying uh, in a unique way. So even before COVID and then the civil unrest of the past month, uh, that we continue to see, we would often point to the fact that last year was the first time in 100 years that life expectancy in our country declined for three consecutive years. That was due to deaths of despair. We're talking about suicide, the opioid addiction, mm -hmm. and a dramatic increase in cirrhosis of the liver, but especially among my age group, 25 to 34 year olds, which is just crazy. But then COVID hits, and then this unrest brought on by the horrific death of George Floyd. And now, it might be more accurate to say that the world is not just crime, but it is howling, and oh, it is wailing. wailing. Yeah, yeah, it's wailing. I love that word. Mary says that all the time. She does. It's a great word, Mary. So, so there's so much unrest. There's so much anger, hopelessness, and despair. Yeah, so that's one of the convictions. Another one of our convictions, right, is that Jesus founds the church. He institutes the church. He, he, he begins the church to be the means by which the world's cry can be answered. People can, you know, experience, come to know the Father's love, come to know their 
true identity, which is really the deepest wound of so many of us, mm-hmm. if not all of us, as, as God's beloved sons and daughters come to experience the regenerative power of the Holy Spirit at work within their lives. But, and here's the conviction, the church is also crying right now. And as we've said on a number of other podcasts, guys, we've talked about how you know, there's, there's lots of things we could go into here. We kind of limit ourselves intentionally, right? So we talk about the sexual abuse crisis. We talk about Cardinal McCarrick or former Cardinal McCarrick. Uh, we talk about um, the fact that uh, there's so much polarity, uh, division, bickering back and forth within the church, right? But for the sake of parish people, so if you're a pastor or a priest or work on parish staff or if you're intimately involved with what's going on in the parish, one of the most profound ways the church is crying is we're just, quite frankly, exhausted, right? Mm. So the, the sheer craziness of day in and day out parish life is nuts. And so we talked the last time or one of the times before this one of the motives behind reimagining what a Catholic parish can be is to address that craziness that so occupies um, our lives if you work in a parish that we know too well. But before we turn our attention to what kinds of parishes we need to be to reach the fallen away and the nuns, we thought it might be helpful just to stop mm. and assess where we are right now as clergy and his parish staff, and people in the pews. That's great, Mary. So to help with that assessment, we want to offer what we're calling an examination of conscience for the sake of mission. And so the following question is to take to prayer. We'd encourage you to take those to prayer. They come in large part from the book we've been mentioning several times now, and we want to keep encouraging people to pick up and read. And that's called from Christendom to Apostolic Mission. We should be getting royalties on this book. Yeah, we should. We should. <laughs> we should figure that out. So we're, we're. So we've been personally reflecting on these questions, and um, they've been convicting for us. We just were talking about that, and we want to invite all of you uh, listening to join us in doing the same. This might even make a great day of reflection uh, for a parish staff or team. Um, and then uh, for anyone who's about to hear this and wants to write them down, please do. But they, just so you know, they will be available on our website under the podcast tab. Yeah, so um, just what you said, Nick, like I'd encourage people, like, don't write these down. Just hear them, mm-hmm. you know. And, um, and I'm sure people will go, well, why, why didn't you ask this one or why didn't you ask that? So this isn't supposed to be exhaustive by any means, although we've just spent an amazing amount of time walking through these and reordering them and tweaking them and deleting them and adding to them, right? But um, yeah, we just want to invite you to kind of enter in, ask the Holy Spirit right now, as always, whenever we're talking to the Lord, just speak to me. Some of these may not apply to you, and some of these might convict you greatly. I know personally, most of these convict me greatly, and if, the Holy, if I'm really honest. And the Holy Spirit might even create some, some questions in prayer that aren't here. Right. Right, so Just go with those. So we got seventeen questions, examination of conscience questions. So uh, come, Holy Spirit, and just uh, speak to our hearts as only you can. So first, who's genuinely influencing how I think? Is it God? Is it Fox News? Is it CNN? Is it social media or someone else? Second, as I look around the world and everything that's happening in it, do I really believe that the solution is found in the gospel? Third, do I actually know what the gospel is? Am I able to articulate the gospel in a succinct and compelling way? 
Fourth, do I have uh, confidence in the power of the gospel? Fifth, am I convinced of the bad news that the human race has sold itself into slavery at the moment of our rebellion and that there is nothing we can do under our own power to save ourselves? Sixth, do I really believe that life apart from God is a nightmare and a desolate wasteland? Number seven, do I have the conviction that Jesus is the solution to every human ill, every human problem, and the only hope for a dying race? Eight, do I actually know Jesus, or do I simply know about him? Nine, does my life actually center on and revolve around Jesus? 10. Have I had the experience of the Holy Spirit changing my own life? 11. Do I believe that holiness leads to happiness? 12. Do I believe that obedience to the gospel leads to freedom? Number 13. Do I realize that every human person has, pe has been created for a magnificent destiny, but has been born into a battle, and that destiny is at risk apart from Jesus? 14. Do I believe that our great task is to find and embrace our true destiny and help others do the same? 15. Do I actually want a church that embraces sinners and is a home for the lost and the broken? 16. Do I habitually ask God to give me opportunities to share the gospel and talk about what Jesus has done? And 17. Do I prefer maintenance to mission because mission is, quite frankly, just too much work, and I'm so exhausted. Yeah, you know, guys, even as we're, uh, we're praying those right now, I'm, I'm trying to listen to them as I'm both speaking them and hearing you guys talk, the image that comes to mind, um, so I did my dissertation on uh, Ephesians 5 and Paul's exhortation to husbands and wives, and uh, oftentimes when I give a talk on that, uh, I'm, I'm just making the observation that somebody made before me um, that Paul's exhortation is like remarkably devoid of any practical advice. Hmm. Like, there's nothing to do in in that. It, it's all having to do with attitudes, hmm. with a mindset, right? And and how often in in parish or rather in marriage ministry um, and in counseling, people are looking for like, well, can you just tell me like three things that I can do to make my marriage right. you know, happier or better? And I always say, no. I can't actually, because the first thing that has to ch change is how I am, how I think, what's my attitude. And as we're looking at the uh, the questions that we feel like the Lord has led us to to kind of offer to people and to ourselves, most of these, not all of them, but most of them, they have to do with attitudes and a mindset. And parishes are always thinking about, well, 
we got to go and find an effective way to reach the nuns or to reach the fallen away. And, and we do. But before we do, before we do anything, I got to examine how I'm thinking and my attitude. And I don't know about you guys, but I, I listen to these and I go, uh, <laughs> not sure. Uh, no, uh, not all the time, right? I mean, I'm the guy who gets on a plane and I'm just praying, Lord, please either let the seat be empty next to me, which it's going to be now, which is really great, right? <laughs> Thanks to COVID. Um, or like have the guy just take a nap and fall asleep because I don't want to talk to anybody. I'm exhausted and I don't want to share the gospel and you can go to hell for all I care right now. <laughs> which, of course, is, is just like not a really Jesus-like attitude. Yeah. So if you're convicted by some of these, um, know that I certainly am. I know you guys are. Oh, yeah. And as Mary said, as we began, um, undoubtedly, uh, the Holy Spirit's going to generate some new questions for us to think on. So as we, as we look out at the world and everything that's happening in it right now with day-to-day headlines and hour-by-hour headlines and remind ourselves that the gospel is the answer to all this, let's just continue to pray that God will give us a heart that's more conformed to the heart of his son and to his own mind, the father's mind, because he desires no one to perish, but all to be saved. And man, if I'm going to be a disciple of his son, I better have the same mindset, right? In the meantime, in the midst of all the chaos and the unrest and the fear and the anxiety, do not be afraid because God is with us and you and I were born for this. Mm.